Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, this is Kim Hopkins standing in for Dr. Ross Green, who is doing some work with Boston Public Schools today. He had thought he'd be able to join us, but is unable to. That's okay. We do have um, Jennifer with us. Jennifer, our phenomenal uh, social media queen, is that what your title is, I think? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Good morning. Be. Kim. <laughs> Good morning. It's time for another edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child. We do this podcast the first Tuesday of every month from September through May at 11 a.m. Eastern time for about 45 minutes or so. On here, we do our best to help you with the challenges your child is facing and help you figure out what's going on and what you can do to intervene. Our call-in number is 347-994-2981. Pretty sure you still got to press 1 to get put in the queue. Um, And here we go. We do have a caller. So we know that callers take precedence. Yes, so we know that callers take precedence on the program. So let's go ahead and do that uh, first. Let's see. Great. Area code 385, you are on with us. What can we do for you today? Yes, um, I have a 19-year-old daughter, and um, I was listening to some podcasts, the one, the Finding Your Window In from last May, or May 2021, that really resonated with me. Um, She, let's see, she is just... um, um, easily aggravated and she does the mom you're so annoying shut down with me when I tried plan B with her um, I just I haven't been able to do drilling with her because she'll she just becomes very annoyed when, whenever I try to ask her questions so I'm trying to think of how I could make some guesses on as to what's bothering her I just want to be able to communicate with her I, I did the LSAT um, so I wanted to focus on her difficulty expressing concerns, needs, or thoughts and words. All right. Um, so I am probably going to quickly kick this to Jennifer because she has a 19 year old. Um, but first wanted to mention that I'm glad you did the Alsip. That is fantastic news because, as everybody knows, if you listen to us, we're always saying it all starts with the ALSIP. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's really going to help you keep your lenses on straight, right? Um, Your kids do well if they can lenses on and really get a nice, thorough idea of all the different expectations that she has difficulty meeting so that you can make decisions about which to prioritize to work on first and what to do about all the others, right? So there's a mm-hmm. lot of great reasons right. for doing an LSIP. 
So the, the thing we've been saying a lot lately is that the lagging skills at the top of the LSIP, those are just for lenses. Those are just to help us get our lenses on straight and keep them on straight. Lagging skills, while they are at the heart of all of this, right, of, of challenging behavior, they're not the focus of intervention, mm-hmm. um, which is actually really good news because people would often use, they used to say to us, well, I, how would I possibly know, number one, if this is a skill my kid actually lacks, and number two, how to teach it, right? And there's actually not necessarily technology known for directly teaching any of these skills, right? The good news is mm-hmm. we don't have to be precise about what skill she's might, what skills she might be lacking, right? Um, but we're just trying to take our best guesses, right? Our, right. our intervention is going to focus on what's coming at the bottom of the LSIP, the unsolved problems, right? That's where we're going to put some meat on the bones here in thinking about the when. When do all these lagging skills play out? When you checked off the lagging skills at the top that you checked off, there were examples that probably sprang to mind of like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. This is when I've seen this, right? Those, those examples, mm-hmm. we now want to do a real thorough job of writing at the bottom. Um, and I'm hoping you've seen our ALSIP guide, which kind of gives you an idea of the wording you want to use, because these are the words we're going to use to kind of get this conversation off the ground. And one of the reasons we talk about these guidelines that we want to use kid-friendly language, we want to uh, not have any behavior in the unsolved problem, uh, free of any adult theories, uh, nice and split and specific, right? So those are the guidelines we talk about is because we know that unsolved problems that are not written according to those guidelines do the opposite of getting the conversation going. So because you mentioned you wanted to first focus on um, a lagging skill, right, thoughts, needs, concerns, and words, Um, it made me Mm -hmm. think about, I just want to check on when you did the LSIP, did you come up with some nice split-specific behavior-free theory-free examples of when that plays out in your unsolved problems list? Yes. um, For example, um, there was there was also an example in one of your podcasts where she would say, like, I think one of you suggested saying something like, let's talk about your difficulty in having that discussion with me yesterday. Tell me about that. What was going on? What were you thinking? Ah, so that sounds like something that we talk about when, you're trying to talk about an unsolved problem and we're having trouble getting the conversation off the ground. And we've tried things like letting them know this isn't plan A in a nice, um, in a, in a, in a, yeah, in a nice specific manner. And we've made sure that the unsolved problem was worded according to the guidelines. And we've sort of ruled out all those things. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe even, even if she has words, And as you said, that you're thinking about taking guesses. So my my thinking is that probably you've already applied that strategy of like you're you're a partner here. You can take some guesses and still kind of not getting anywhere. So you paused the unsolved problem, it sounds like, and kind of decided to talk about what's hard about talking about hard things. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. 
and didn't get anywhere. Right. I think that's where we are right now is talking about talking. And because I'll go in there into her room because right now she's isolating. She's with completely withdrawn from the family. And I'll try to uh, connect with her or just uh, communicate her with her in any way. And it's just a go away, I want to be left alone type attitude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's really hard for sure. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, your instincts to like, I've got to, you know, connect. Right. And so it sounds like, well, actually, let me ask you, what do you make of why it's so hard to talk about things that are not going well? Well, of course I'm going to be wrong in my assumptions, but it seems (laughs) like (laughs) she's just angry about something and so I'll try to figure out what that is, but she'll she'll say, well, I don't want to talk about it now. And so I'm at a loss because she doesn't want to talk about it. And I, if I ask more questions, she gets more annoyed. So that's been difficult. I'm definitely going to like sidestep for Jennifer in just a minute. But is, <laughs> do you think the asking questions part is annoying her? Um, do you think that she might not have, as you mentioned when you said the lagging skill part, that she might not have the words to answer your questions? Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Got it. And so then mm-hmm. you're, this is why you're trying to take guesses and get her feedback, but that's not, she's not having that. Right. But I think that if I okay. had the proper words, that the proper either – guesses or some type of statements I could make and she could um, you know tell me yes or no or maybe uh, one of her favorite words is maybe so <laughs> maybe I need to stay away from that one because that's so vague <laughs> yeah that's one of the reasons why we like the five finger method because it it you know sometimes we mm-hmm. get information not everything's a one, not everything's a five, right? And that kind of helps, right. disem- you yeah. know, delineate what, what's important here. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to stick with what's hard about talking about hard things, then, yeah, you've, you've got to be prepared to take some guesses. So I heard you say that she's angry about something. Are you trying mm-hmm. to talk with her when she's already upset, or are you saying she's at baseline and fine. And then I try talking and she gets upset. Um, it seems like there's something in the past that's bothering her, but she's taking her time in being ready to talk about that. And you know, so when you're going, yeah, when you're going to talk so, with her, mm-hmm. is she at, is she like calm? Or is she yes. upset? Yeah. Yeah, I always try to go okay. in when she's calm. Good. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I think the, the issue is to... it's hard to talk about hard things. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, again, because you're feeling like you're not making progress with actual unsolved problems, so we want to kind of sidestep for a moment and talk about what's hard mm-hmm. about talking about bad, hard things, right? Mm-hmm. then I yeah. would be prepared with some guesses about that. Now, 
have you tried taking your guesses not orally using words out loud? Like, have you tried notes or I think you said she was 19 if I heard that correctly. Like, I don't know if she has a phone, if you've tried text. Um, have you tried doing it not face-to-face as a conversation? Um, I have, but I, I might I might be able to try that again. So if you could give us some specifics of, like, what you asked and, and through text or through notes or whatever and how it was received, then maybe we could be helpful with the wording, which I know you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I remember is that, okay, she likes to use um, the app Discord. And so I was texting her about it, about something, um, let's see, a few days, like a couple weeks ago, we were having a, a discussion with her, and it was pretty much plan A coming from my husband, um, saying things like, we're concerned about you and how you're always in your room, and we feel like we need to do something differently. So, you know, it sounded like plan A because it was. And um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I sent her a message in Discord, something like, it seemed like we were, you were having a hard time talking about that with us, um, but I'd like to have your side of the story or something like that because she she didn't the whole time we were talking or he was talking with her. Um, but then she unfriended me <laughs> in, <laughs> in Discord. I haven't been I haven't been able to text her through that app, so. That's kind of Can I make an observation <laughs> about the example you just gave? So yeah. Yeah. You, you and you rightly said this was a conversation where she was getting plan A and it didn't go well. So you right. so you have the answer to that of why it didn't go well. Mhm. Because it sounds yeah. like plan A was even nice plan A lands as plan A, right? And Mm-hmm. What we know about plan A, it does pursue our expectations, but it, it does it at a cost. And the relationship is one of the things that takes a big hit with plan A. So I think that in that mm-hmm. example, you know why it didn't go well, right? Um, mm-hmm. What would be an example off your ALSIP of an unsolved problem that you've, you've tried to work on? Um, let's use I just tried it on I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday and I said I wanted to take her out to brunch for her birthday which was the next day and she didn't want to go and and I said um she said oh I don't want to go anywhere tomorrow because I just want to stay home and so I tried reflective, reflective listening, and I said, um, oh, you just want to stay home? Can you tell me more about that? And that's when she start, started getting annoyed. She didn't want to talk about it. So with that example, mm-hmm. so I have a couple of thoughts here, and I know when I said I would, I'm sorry, I'm just so into this, but I am definitely going to be quiet after this. <laughs> And let Jennifer <laughs> fill in my blanks here. Um, with that example, what I heard was um, it, 
wasn't necessarily something off the outset. It was something that came up in the moment. And then, you know, you said, hey, let's go to brunch. She said, no, thank Mm -hmm. you. We're already Mm -hmm. a little in the heat at this point, right? And Uh, um, Mm -hmm. not that you can't, you know, if certainly if a kid gets escalated, you can emergency B is better than emergency A. So if you can't emergency C it, you got emergency B. We just want to try mm-hmm. avoiding needing emergency anything. But that might have been, there might have been a little heat in that moment because you mm-hmm. had just brought up the mm-hmm. idea and she had just said no and you went for it, right? So mm-hmm. the, the alpha helps us, right? Because there's this thing that happens where we sometimes want to just go for the problem du jour, right? And so like... Mm-hmm the newest problem that just comes up, we just want to go after it, right? The alpha helps mm-hmm. us collect of all of our thoughts because when we just go for the problem of the day, our, our efforts get watered down and we don't make progress on anything. We actually right. do want to do a nice thorough alpha and pick some high priority unsolved problems that are likely to come up again. Um, mm-hmm. And we pick the ones that happen the most frequently or the ones that lead to unsafe behavior or the ones that would make the biggest difference in her life if we got it going better. And that's what our problem solving is focused on. We pick a high priority unsolved problem, even if something new comes up. If something new comes up, we put it on, we add it to the LSIP if we didn't have it on there already. Mm-hmm. Um, so two things about that, you know, focusing something on the LSIP and making sure it's proactive. Um, in the And it sounds like in the moment, on that one that she didn't, she very well might not have had the words to say more than what she said that I just don't Mm -hmm. feel like going out. Now that's the solution. It doesn't tell us anything about what's getting in the way of that. And yet in that moment, there was a little heat that might've been all she had. Right. Right. Jennifer, do you want to, you want to offer your perspective (laughs) here? I know I've said a lot. There's a there's a lot to say. (laughs) Sure. Um, and Kim is right. I do have a 19-year-old. Um, we started using CPS with him. Well, I started when he was in fifth grade. Um, it took a little while for our whole house to get on board, but that's a different story. Um, and it sounds like you maybe have some of that in your house too. Mm-hmm. But. Part of of the challenge when you're dealing with a a kid at 19 in comparison to a kid at 11 um, is that at 19, their perception is, you know, I'm done. I'm I'm a (laughs) grown-up. Right. I don't have to listen to you anymore a lot of the time. Is, yeah. is the, you know, I, I'm old enough to make my own decisions and this is what I want. Um, at least that's the experience I have here. Uh, even when I'm looking at it thinking, oh my God, you're acting like you're 11. Um, <laughs> my, my initial question to you is how much does, does your daughter know plan B model about CPS. Have you had any kind of a conversation with her about that? No. I think that would okay. probably be helpful. Yeah. I think that 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 the a big part of the problem that you're you're having, I would guess, is that 
you've made this change in your head Mm -hmm. that she's expecting the same thing that's come out of conversation with her for 19 years. Mm -hmm. So most likely, and it might still take a while, um, if you had a conversation with her or even not a conversation where you said, hey, there's something I want to share with you. And we don't have to talk about it, but I just want you to listen for a couple minutes. Um, I know that our conversations have been really hard and that things have been tense. And I want you to know that I don't like that any more than you do. I've been trying to figure out what might make it better and I've found this communication model, and that's what I would call it. I mean, that's what it is, but that's what I would call it with her, that approaches things differently. And it means that and in, in the model, we both have an opportunity to talk about what's bothering us, and then we work together to find a solution. And my concerns are no more or less important than your concerns, and I don't have to agree with your concerns, but they have to be part of the conversation. You don't have to agree with my concerns, but they have to be part of the conversation. And I'm hoping that it will help us to get to a place where talking is easier. That if she understands, if you can get her buy-in to it, then it's probably going to go a lot smoother because right now you're thinking, I've got all this great stuff that I want to try and we're going to do this collaboratively. <laughs> and she's thinking, my parents are telling me what to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes. If she doesn't know that you're trying to make a change, then she's not going to respond to that change. Mm-hmm. That's, my, yeah. that, that's my initial thought. And at 19, She's certainly old enough to understand it um, without mm-hmm. issue. Um, and, you know, thankfully, most kids, when they understand that you're trying something different, and especially at 19, you know, looking at herself as an adult, she'll appreciate that eventually, even if she doesn't appreciate it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, yeah. then my, my other thought in, in listening to what you had to say and what, what Kim was sharing is that, yes, a lot of times it's easier to not have those conversations where you're sitting down and you're looking at each other. Text is great. Um, Mm-hmm. We've written, we had a notebook that we wrote things back and forth in for a while. Um, oftentimes, we'll get in the car. I can't tell you how many conversations we've had sitting in one of the bays in Sonic over tater tots and milkshakes because then <laughs> we're looking at our food and we're sitting side by side and we're not actually looking at each other. And if you need a minute, you can just shove some tater tots in your mouth or take a big long mm-hmm. drink. Um, and it it makes it much less – it makes it feel a lot less like a confrontation, which is probably what she's expecting at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are my thoughts in, in listening to what, what you were, were sharing. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that, that makes a once, lot of sense. once you get her buy-in, it's a little easier, especially with someone, a, a person who's an older person, um, an older child, um, to not have to worry quite so much about the wording if you've got her buy-in. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would help a lot. Mhm. I know so it made a very big difference you for me. To think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure. We would love it if you took some of the advice you got today and tried it out and give us a call back on another program. We'd love to hear back from you and see how it's going. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. Thank Best you of so luck. Much. Thanks. Stay in touch. Appreciate it. Thank okay, you. I appreciate <laughs> your help. Thank you. Jennifer, we have another caller. Wow. So we're okay. going to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my my issues are very similar to the last caller, um, believe it or not. <laughs> oh. um, so I don't want to take up too much time, but um, I'm having a similar experience um, with a 13-year-old who is just pretty shut down, um, very irritable, um, in defense mode most of the time at home. Um, and we've, you know, we've used plan B with my other kids, um, you know, in the past and, um, I'm just feeling like I keep coming up against these walls with her. And I just, my question was, you know, what if you can't get the buy-in? What do you do in the meantime, you know, with these unsolved problems that everyone else in the household, (laughs) um, our Mm -hmm. issue with her right now is, um, um, sleep. You know, she's staying up, like, really, really late and keeping, you know, wakes everybody else up in the house. Um, And so, you know, just to – we've been dealing with this for about eight or nine months, and I'm just kind of getting to the breaking point of, you know, not getting enough rest at night. Um, So we're just wondering if you can't get that buy-in or, you know, um, how do you (laughs) – how do you function until you get there, you know? <laughs> um, I, do, I do try texting and I get the similar, you know, I get blocked or, you know, they just don't get read. I've tried notes. They get, you know, thrown back under the door. Um, so she's just really, you know, in there deep. <laughs> and <clears throat> just... Sorry, it's just been really hard to reach her. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like this has been quite a long road for you guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's just hard when they they don't see it as a problem and they don't you know want to work on it. <laughs> Jennifer, do you want to take first stab since I was so long winded the last one, or would you like me to <laughs> to go first? Well, you know, I um you know, my my first thought in in hearing what you're saying, I that it's so hard so hard when you're looking at your kid and you know they're struggling 
and you're trying so hard to reach them and you're not finding a way. Um, you are you are not alone in feeling that that fear and that that sadness and that anger and that frustration. Um, so many of us have have been there. <laughs> um, and I'm trying as Kim and I, this is one of one of my favorite conversations that we've ever had on the podcast. And it was from about four years ago, um, but it has always stuck in my head. Um, we talk a lot in the B-team group on Facebook about feeling like you're in the pit. And it sounds to me yeah. like you are in the pit right now. Yep. Um, and and believe me, I I know what the pit looks like. Right. <laughs> I, I I spent so much time there. I think there's a wing named after me down there somewhere. Um, but you know, a lot of times, what what the pit because it makes you feel so alone. One of the things that it hides from you is that your kids can be there too. And um, this particular particular podcast, and it, are you in the B team? Because I'll post a link I to am. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll post a link to the the podcast. We talked about when your kids in the pit, and uh-huh. and what uh-huh. to do Good. when your kids in the pit, and truly easiest, the the best thing that you can do for everybody's sanity in those moments is plan C whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And don't just plan C it in your head. You know, if, if you say, I know things are really hard for you right now, and I want you to know that I recognize that, and we're not going to worry about or this or this or this right now. Um and I want you to know that I'm here because a lot of times that that anger and that pushback is rooted in so much anxiety and so much kid pit that right. Plan C can really make it better. And one and and it it likely if you can help her understand, you know, it's it's not even that I'm going to push us to have a conversation. I, we're going to try and, and I recognize that this is hard for you and we're going to try and make it better, that that may be enough of a relief for her to start being able to talk to you not too mm-hmm. long after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But th- those were my, my initial thoughts. Right. So just kind of plan C the the bedtime thing. Yeah, but and and let her know, let her yeah. know that yeah. you know I know this is really hard for you. I know that talking about it is stressful. So we're gonna do our best to you know take a break. And just take a break. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the other people in the house, her older yes. brother, you know, he's trying to really, you know, be conscientious and get his rest and, you know, and it's just hard when 
she's up, you know, sure, sure. doors or going into the bathroom and, you know, got lights blasting and <laughs> well, they, you know, plan C can take a couple different forms. Plan C can be just not bringing it up. Plan C can okay. also be what I call a band-aid plan, an interim agreed upon plan for the meantime. So piggybacking off of what Jennifer said, you could say to her, I know I've been on you about getting to bed earlier or whatnot. I'm a- I want you to know I'm actually not going to talk to you about that. You know, I'm thinking that let's drop that for now. Let's just yeah. figure out, you know, how do you do your thing at night so everybody else can still sleep? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. you know, so, you, so that, that could be a way to band-aid it, right? Um, and I, but I, I very much like what Jennifer said about being explicit about Plan C and why and, and a lot of what Jennifer said to the other caller about how we're, we're really trying to take stock of all the things that you struggle with and we don't want to butt heads on them anymore. So, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to really just, you know, not go there right now with the things that you're struggling with and then when it when it makes sense meaning you know when you feel like you've seen this little bit of a turn the relationship is solid right Mm -hmm. and you're going to take on one thing Mm -hmm. at a time to solve right Mm -hmm. but be really explicit about how plan b is different than plan a and that you're actively choosing plan c right now when um when you were talking, I was thinking about, and I know this is a school example, but we just posted recently a picture from a teacher that has a very, very tough classroom that has a bulletin board that says plan C before we plan B. And it Mm -hmm. has different ideas Mm -hmm. for how they set things, set expectations aside or how they might band-aid things and have interim plans um, all in the name of stabilizing relationship building and right, setting right. this groundwork, right, this foundation yeah. for things to move forward. Got it. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful to just, you know, do that transitional piece. Um, I think you kind of, like you said, you have all these tools, you've learned this <laughs> strategy and you want to use them, but when you, you know, are hitting a wall, it, it, you get stuck yourself and, that helps to kind of re, you know, redirect the focus, I guess. Yeah, and, and I just, you know, sorry, go ahead, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I just posted the um, the other podcast episode into the oh, team, so you'll find okay. it there. Perfect. Thank you so much. I know if I didn't do it right this minute, yep. it would be three days. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, oh, I was going to put that up there. <laughs> oh, that's great. It is uh, called when your, kid, when your kid is in the pit. Is that what it is? Uh, it's troubleshooting plan B, kids in the pit, and changing lenses is the okay, name perfect. of that episode. I was just going right. to say, I'm glad you found the B team so that you know you're not alone. And when, you know, when it, when it feels a little dark, please, you know, reach out on there. Um, like Jennifer said, you will find yourself in good company of people who have been there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this, this stuff's hard, no doubt about it. So take good care of right. yourselves. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. all, all the work well, you guys do. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. 
And um, I'm happy to hear back from you, you know, in the future, if you want to give us a buzz again, we'd love to hear how it went. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. As you're you're talking about the B team, Kim, I I will mention that we are now just shy of ninety four thousand members. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, I, I I'm kind of speechless. That's um, yeah. wow, that's unreal. That so. <laughs> Gosh, we've got to give a shout out to all of our moderators on there. They're all volunteers, uh, right? Plus yourself, you know, overseeing everything. But oh my gosh, could not do it without everyone on there. How wonderful out. team of moderators in there! They are, they are amazing, amazingly good at what they do, um, and I'm impressed by the way that they approach people in there every single day it's it's a wonderful thing so we're we're happy to have them it's like the most special place on facebook i'm convinced (laughs) because i mean i hear that from people but you know how how it's been made to not be like a typical parent support group this is different right yes we support families and it's all around the collaborative and proactive solutions model and people finding community in there is just a beautiful thing. Hmm. Wow. Well, congratulations to you. Well, (laughs) I know sometimes people find it frustrating that it's not a typical parent support group, but you know, there are a million of those. There's exactly one place that you can go online as a parent to get not quite on demand, but close to on demand help with your um, plan B questions and your plan C questions. And that's it. <laughs> but it's a bit, you <laughs> added me to the group in two, August of 2015. And I think at that point wow. there were maybe 4,000 of us at the most. Me, yes. I don't even yep. think there were that many. So it has it has grown a lot mm. since then. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to pause and take stock. Well, and you earlier you had said that, that you know you're referencing the conversation we had on this podcast, and you said that it was like three or four years ago. I was like, I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like that long. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's and, funny that. I have referred back to that episode of that conversation more than any other conversation that you and I have had. There are other episodes that I've referred to, but on one that it was just you and me, that conversation is the one that I have referred back to the most. Because I think a lot of times parents are so deep in their own pit that it's hard to recognize that not that they don't recognize that their kids are struggling, but they don't recognize that their kids are struggling in a lot of the same ways that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. That's, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go back and listen to that one again, I think. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I refer people to a lot of podcasts and emails and stuff like that. I'm not sure that I pull that one up so much. So I've got to go back and listen to it. <laughs> Um, it, you know, it's a good problem to have that we have such a huge library of podcasts that has so much information. Yeah. We've covered all kinds of topics over the years, right? It's a good problem to have. Yep. Right? <laughs> um, Absolutely. But I want to re-familiarize. Yeah, awesome. And I know we dived, we dived, we dove right in with, um, I didn't <laughs> get a chance to ask you if there was anything you wanted to mention. I, I had one small thing I wanted just to let people know that, our documentary, I should say our award-winning documentary, The Kids We Lose, now is available with Spanish subtitles. So mm. if you go on our website, livesinthebalance.org, and you go under the advocacy section and you click on um, public awareness, then you'll find the documentary, which you can watch in its entirety for free. There's one version hyperlinked that is um, – that has the option of English captions, English closed captions, there is another link after that that you can click on to have Spanish subtitles if you prefer. So we're excited about that. Well, and I, I, I know I mentioned this to you yesterday, but um, as soon as I can finish writing it, I will, there will be a, a post up on the Lives in the Balance Facebook page and on our Instagram page um, with the information about where you can find, with a link to where you can find the uh, documentary in its entirety from our website. So if people are interested, they can look for that later on today. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Well, we've got a lot going on at Lives in Balance. So if you're on the website, click on connect and sign up for the newsletter. We don't email you very often, um, not even really once a month, maybe about 10 times a year. And we always tell you about the newest stuff going on. So um, we've got a lot moving. So lots to keep on top of and would love to have you sign up for that and come along for the ride with us. It's it's a wild one, but it's a great one. (laughs) Um, So I don't think we have time for emails today. I think we're going to call it a day, but we will be back at it next month on the first Tuesday. We might have Dr. Green with us. We'll see. Um, He hopes to be able to figure out his new schedule and, and make it to the podcast. So, Um, I hope everybody has a great February black history month, lots going on in February. Um, And we'll see you next month. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.